0: Uh oh, we've had a mare of a day. Oh my
1: goodness. A mare this day. Of a day.
0: I need this tea right now. <laughs> so like... <sighs>
1: yeah, so um, we'd recorded this episode already. And the one before, part two of the uh, I'm a bird, you're a bird. And then we'd technology happened. And then a particular software I was using, I won't point names, but a particular software... I was basically using the demo and the demo meant made meant you couldn't save it onto your laptop, you had to save it onto the, all the that cloud. Oh the beautiful word. cloud. I the wonderful hate cloud. It. The cloud is fantastic. I just wanted to hit my head on a flip
0: wall. So it's
1: all saved on the cloud, and I get this message saying the cloud does not have limit unlimited storage and you've reached the maximum. And, and so I'm we like, deleted our okay, files. That's fine. I look back um in the morning, so I've saved it. We wake up from recording it last night.
0: And it gone. It, all gone it all gone it all gone i literally wanted to i spent the cry. morning like
1: getting excited that i'm gonna mix them and make sure it's right before we upload it and then like boom they're gone and i very almost put my fist through the laptop <laughs> anyway <laughs> but, oh my god okay let's do this one shall we hello it's tammy and matt here
0: and you're listening to the bed talks podcast
1: like i'm supposed to know what you're thinking but i don't
0: uh, shout out to adtr i date remember please bring out your they new album release that song and it's amazing
1: anyways this is what that's kind of what this episode about it's called mind reader it's about disagreements that we've had within our relationship some of the lesser ones some of the bigger ones how they've affected us and how we've kind of how we've solved them we are kind In our of, way, yeah. yeah. We're somehow still happy, even though we have lots of disagreements.
0: And how not to think of your partner as a mind reader.
1: So let's get to it. We've, we're starting off with the what are we call it now, triple, the triple Q's. Qs. Triple Qs. What was it? it? Quirky quarantine Gwen, Gwen. question yeah. time. Something I like that. Forget All right. it right. You got a question for me?
0: <laughs> okay. Um, would you rather have a uh, one like a massive, massive nose? with extended low, like nose hairs down to your I chin. Pretty much,
1: that's pretty much me already. <laughs> no. I've got a huge nose.
0: Down to your I'm chin. Not, oh, down to your chin. Yeah. Okay. They're not and, quite and down and to my chin. And they're like, you know, tickly all the time. Uh, or that's have disgusting. like a snake nose.
1: A snake nose. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I'd want to have this like really long, like <laughs> snaky thing coming off my face. What? So it, like, it's like a what? snake alive what? coming no. out of your face? <laughs> no. And it like wiggles around? No.
0: It's like Voldemort. That's what I was thinking like Voldemort nose, like flat on your face. (laughs) Not the snake coming out going, I'm a snake. I'm a snake.
1: Uh snake nose. So like Voldemort nose. Mm. I to be honest, I probably would go for that. I'd go for the Voldemort nose. I've lived with a big nose and long nose hairs, not quite down to my chin. I get it. And it's it's a hard it's a hard thing. I get it. So I would go Voldemort. He looks cool. He looks kind of badass. I reckon he's got a really good sense of smell. And it means I could probably be part of Slytherin. Which is not a bad thing, eh?
0: <laughs> it is a very bad thing. Why is it a bad, thing? <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad thing? Slytherin is good. Anyway, we'll get you on tomorrow and we'll figure out your house.
1: <laughs> no, I'm not going to Pottermore. I'm not a big. No.
0: Yes, you are. You're married to me.
1: Okay, I have to like Harry Potter. Yeah. yeah. On a more <laughs>
0: serious question Is on? it healthy to disagree?
1: Oh, well, short answer would I think it would be is I think it is healthy to disagree. I think it shows you've got passion in that relationship, and mm-hmm. there's you know you don't want to always be. Yeah, it shows that you're you yeah, believe you in want something. To yeah,
0: call them out not because you know you want to. Yeah,
1: I think there's a healthy way to disagree.
0: Yes, like and there's definitely an unhealthy way to disagree. Uh huh. And there's definitely an
1: unhealthy amount of disagreements. But I think it is healthy to disagree. To so, yeah, on the bottom line.
0: <laughs> Here we go. So how about we start what? off a, a bit of pet peeves? Pet I think peeves. Every, like, it's my everyone's it's got not pet my peeves. my favorite uh... topic, but it's one of the ones I really like to discuss. Right, what, <laughs> I don't know why.
1: What do What do I do that annoys you?
0: <laughs> okay, let's go. Why do you always leave the scum on, like in the sink after washing the dishes? Like I'm what do you mean, so scum? I'm so thankful, darling. I love you. I'm thankful that you're <laughs> It's never good washing... when you start off saying,
1: darling, I love you at the start of a sentence. You're washing
0: the dishes, okay? Yeah. But why do you leave all the scum still in the sink? What do you mean?
1: I clean the dishes. It's beautiful. It's...
0: <sighs> but the sink is still dirty. That's not finished to me.
1: So I have to clean the, di- the sink as well as yes. the dishes?
0: You can't clean the you stuff just that you're cleaning in, in a they'll dirty go... place.
1: Eventually they'll go down into the drain and they'll be fine. I don't want this eventually.
0: Stuff. It needs to be cleaned <laughs> oh, as soon as possible. Because then you get all the scummy stuff. <laughs> you just Can you please well, just do it?
1: Well, what about when I'm <laughs> in the shower? Okay. I'm in my zen place. I've got like, I mean, I've got Hugh Lewis in the news play and I'm dancing. I'm just really chill in the shower. He likes his Hugh Lewis. And then you hear the door kind of creak open. And then footsteps and the, the toilet seat drop and then like the <laughs> splash, splash. And then I'm there having this really peaceful moment and you're just disturbed by this like someone coming in bodily... having a poop. Oh, Why is this episode word. about poop? I'm sorry. But you come in and you have a poop and then not, not only have, has, has a sound been disturbed, but Huey Lewis been replaced with oh, fart sounds and splashes? It's but then beautiful. eventually, you know, you've got this like lovely smell of soap. The soap's rubbing on your body and it's like a lovely smell. And then you get the kind of creeps through the shower door. Eventually, it's slightly delayed, but you get a nice stench of crap.
0: You know... And
1: it's just complete... But...
0: I, We have, you know, we're not that rich yet to have two different toilets. Yeah, so we're going to gonna have, we're gonna have two, two to, toilets yeah, at some point. Yeah, you're but you're then anyway, to top to. it off,
1: to top it off, here we go. <laughs> You've got the poo smell. You've smelt it. It's ruined your zen. And then finally, the flush. You flush the toilet, and then what happens when you flush what the toilet? What am I supposed to do? <laughs> the pressure from the from the shower is completely gone, and you're left with this one drip oh my that days. comes on your head, and you're like covered you in soap, and you can't that wash it or off. the
0: smell? Come on, like you. To you be can't... honest,
1: once you've once the smell's there, I'm gonna f- I'm gonna forget about it eventually. So I'd rather you don't flush it, and I can have the shower <laughs> pressure still on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm opposite. I'd rather not smell it. Oh I'd rather not smell it at all. Really, oh,
1: I feel like. Sorry, this is um, yeah, disagreements like about food. This yeah. is one that really touched, and this was this happened yesterday. Okay, okay. guys, just a fair I'm,
0: warning. I am like not a picky eater. It's just this particular. This particular thing. item. Yeah.
1: I'm making this salad, guy. Like I've, you know, we've got iceberg lettuce, standard. I'm ripping it up into nice, you know, nice shreds. I've got. Mango chopped into little pieces. I've oh, got... I like a bit of mango. I've got some cheese. I made, cr- I made homemade croutons. Bit of oh, oil. They were, they were chopped up. Bit good. of salt and pepper on the bread. Into mm-hmm. the oven. Beautiful mm-hmm. croutons. I've mixed it all up. Balsamic vinegar. And the final beautiful cherry on the top, nope. of course is the mm. olives. Oh. So I've chopped up these olives, why I've got them in my hand. A salad? I'm about to chuck them into the salad and out the corner of my eye it's like flash of light and Tam's coming in like, no! and <laughs> she like dives across the kitchen and stops my hand from dropping the olives in. i like, know, why do you not like the olives? There's a line. They're so important in the
0: salad. You reach the peak of the salad making, you oh, do not no. need to <laughs> ruin so it with important. olives. They're so important because they
1: infuse the flavour. Ugh. And you get this Oh, it's just beautiful. Okay, it's it not, it's it all not even... I'm not
0: a child, okay? I have tried an olive before and I've made the decision not to like it.
1: And yeah, well, it, t- it, it, took me, it took me a, f- a couple of, like, so I'm not years being to like... realise I like olives. And now I've realised I like olives and they're really important in the salad. Oh, olives. Well, that's your beautiful opinion. Thi- yeah.
0: And I don't care for it, really. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, then.
0: Well, another thing... Uh, I sometimes get this really um, itchy nose in the morning. So as soon as you wake up, uh, your nose starts to go itchy and then I sneeze. And it's just like a My normal bodily... My nose doesn't bodily... start to get itchy in the morning. Mine does. And so I sneeze. Okay. Okay. But it really, it bothers you. Why does it bother you?
1: you sneeze in the morning.
0: Yeah. It's just it's... a sneeze. Oh,
1: like I... A... I don't Because again, it's early morning. You're in your safe place. You're in your bed. You're like in the kind of... You're not quite woken up yet. So you're just light sleep. You're about to kind of wake up and get ready for the day. And then you hear this enormous. I'm just like, it's like a bomb's gone off in the house. I'm jumping jumping out of bed. Like, (laughs) like I'm not safe anymore. And it's just, it's not a nice way to wake up. Can I just say that? It's not it a only happens to wake up.
0: during hay fever <laughs> season.
1: I, I can't. I don't think fever. it does. I think it happens during winter as well.
0: Um. Uh, yeah. Whenever allergies. Early morning in, sneezing. Early morning sneezing. It's all
1: year round, guys. <sighs> I'm it's all sorry, year round.
0: but I cannot help it. It's my body. <laughs> it's my nose.
1: Oh man. Well, well that's
0: know, that's all I can say. What, what else <laughs> I can? What can I say to you? So we've
1: we've rattled on about some of these lesser peeves. These things that can seem quite funny, but, like they. <laughs> There's some funny stuff there. They seem it's quite, quite funny. Yeah, it's tolerable, those,
0: laughable kind of peeve. You but know, it's you one of those that actually, I them. think
1: if they if they persist and they keep going on without being talked about and they're kind of brushed under the, the surface, they can become. They can start become, to become a problem, can't they? Mm-hmm. Like even if they're really small and they're kind of funny, like the olive's not going in the salad, without communication, they can become a real issue.
0: Yes. and um, The understanding l- as well. Yeah. To understand that person. Despite it... that peeve. <laughs>
1: but, oh like man. my nose. But there's um there's some bigger disagreements. There's some things which have caused mm. chaos. They've caused emotion. They've caused tears between yeah. us. Yeah,
0: aren't yeah. we're getting on to it now, aren't we? It's mostly... Do you want to do you wanna go, do you
1: wanna go big?
0: Do you want to go deep? Let's go deep. I like going <laughs> deep. <laughs> oh, come on. Why are we doing this? Okay, okay. let's go. <laughs> well, actually, one of the bigger peeves... Especially All in the, the big Maybe in your as Peeve well. is such an American word. It is. Maybe in yours as well. Peeve, man. You have this tendency to not share your emotion. Okay. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. So that is a massive peeve for me because it almost is like a, a yeah, a different what spectrum. What do you mean I don't share
1: my emotion? Though?
0: Well, every time I want to like ask you... What you're feeling, what you're thinking, you just always say, I don't know, or I'm fine.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is something that, as a man, I struggle with. I'm going to be honest. Mm. And it's only the last couple of weeks I've been realising that I need to be more aware of my emotions. Because very often, you get home from work and the easy thing to do is just not really think much about how you feel and just, like, maybe whack on TV and just be like, nah, I'm not going to talk. And there'll be that question... From my wonderful wife saying, you know, darling, how, like, what's going on? How do you actually feel? What are you thinking about right now? And for so long, the easy answer for me was just, I don't, I don't know. I don't care how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And, and to be honest, I cause, like, I just wasn't aware of how I felt. But it's definitely been a learning curve over the last couple of months, couple of weeks of, yeah, you need to start thinking about how you actually feel because it is important to express emotion.
0: And it is especially. I you know, as a man, as you said, yeah, um, almost especially hard for you guys to to share. Your I think emotions. it was, and it's
1: one of those things that if, for instance, if, if if Tam's asking me how I am, and I'm every day just saying, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, and there's all these little lesser peeves building up inside, which are kind of starting to annoy me, but I'm not that aware of it mm. until it gets to this one stage in the month or in a couple of months where it's all built up. It's kind of filled up this glass, which only has limited space, and then it just overflows. And it can come out in really bad ways, in Mm. like kind of passive aggressive, or maybe even sometimes aggressive, where I'll start raising my voice and I'll start getting quite angry. And it's because I've let these emotions build up and build up and build up and build up and build up until they've just exploded. And we found recently, only during lockdown, to be honest. Mm. so maybe lockdown has helped help this relationship um but only since lockdown that actually it's more healthy for me to be talking about my emotions a bit more often and not letting them build up and build up and build up Mm -hmm. so they explode yeah but that is it's been so tricky
0: it has been and it is one of those things i think that you needed to learn gradually because i feel like if you just had to be forced to do them then it'll hurt a lot more than Initially it just doesn't you know, come e- it
1: just doesn't come easily to me. Yeah I just the the way I've grown up, I just it's just easy to say, no, I'm fine. Mm. Like let's just get on with it. I think it's a pretty it's quite a British thing actually. Yeah, stiff
0: <laughs> a lip. Ooh, We're I'm fine. I'm good. We're all I'm fine. sorry, I'm We're fine. We're all fine. <laughs> but
1: let's talk about emotions, come on. Yeah, it is <laughs>
0: it's important. Important to, me to have an emotion. Ahead. Another
1: thing that c- caused a lot of chaos in this relationship mm. was the babies <gasps>
0: the babies. i want that baby get in my belly <laughs> get in my oh, belly
1: okay babies well, what was the issue with babies the issue with babies, babies, babies is babies, that babies.
0: um well you know if you've listened to babies. our previous podcast 19 married and not pregnant we got married in 19 there is also that um expectation you know being pregnant but we yeah. showed the world. Well, we showed everyone. <laughs> showed we, the world. We weren't pregnant, but at the time, if I'm going to be truly, truly honest, I was already ready to, ready to have a child. I was, you know, I was just that type of person. That comes,
1: but well, that comes with the upbringing, doesn't it? Yeah, it's so kind of like mom, what you've been prepared to, to yeah, do. Yeah, in,
0: in Filipino culture, you know, having a child is a blessing, it's a gift. Of course, it's a blessing. And my mum was a, in
1: the, in British culture, a I think.
0: midwife, so she had taught me, showed me all the dirty and the dark, <laughs> you know, the the negative sides of pregnancy. And you love but watching she the baby said videos me, on YouTube. Yeah, she said to me, the best job that there ever is is become a mother. And that stuck with me even now. So, you know, for me growing up, I definitely have that. I'm happy whenever I'm ready, you know, to have and a child. i just happy to There's been this thing
1: that, like, the Filipino side of the family has been very much, okay, you're married now, let's start that family. Let's get going. Yeah, let's, let's get, get going. going. Whereas in my head, I'm 19. Like, I wanted to get married because I wanted to confess my love and commit mm-hmm.
0: to my beautiful wife mm-hmm. and
1: kind of show that. And that's been great. But as a nineteen-year-old, I was like, I was thinking, we're gonna get married. We're gonna have a few years, maybe four or five years, where we just go and do some fun stuff, like we just go and, yeah, go on holidays, big holidays. Do, you know, we can go and climb some really hard routes and do stuff that's a little bit sketchy, you oh, know. yes. And just and that in my head, that was it. Just like I just want to go and play, and to be doing that with my best friend is like such Come a cool and thing. Play. But it got to a point, I guess, when we hadn't talked about the the feelings the feelings of me not being ready to be a father and the feelings of you mm. being very much ready and yeah. wanting
0: mm-hmm. I feel like um, I was as a woman was the one putting stuff in my body to yeah, stop it from happening even though I would have done if I could no I know darling like, I'm not, gonna what, I'm not like, blaming you it's more like I
1: don't know where Johnny though are we because yeah be we did not really
0: like to use commas but yeah I didn't want to so like pump stuff in my body to stop something that i've always dreamed of becoming and
1: it affects emotions as well doesn't it
0: yeah of course it does you know i had such difficulty trying to convey to you like hey maybe you know maybe i can take my implant off and we'll just see where it goes whereas you know i feel like i did have that fear in talking to you because i knew that you weren't going to be in the same page. And I you. was
1: just going along like, this is like, life's great. I, did, I wasn't really aware that, or even thinking that town might be thinking, oh, let's, let's have some kids. Until mm-hmm. it was the moment. So when we, we'll, ta- we'll talk more about this, but when we um, moved back from Sheffield, back, back to Scotland from Sheffield, mm-hmm. there was like a kind of, a bit where we were separate. So town moved up first and I moved up a few months later, like three months later. Mm-hmm. And it was a time in Sheffield when, I think what you had been feeling more and more like you're ready to have a baby and like you want it to happen. Mm-hmm. And I was still just the same old kid. And <laughs> it was like <laughs> quite immature with this dream of just like, just going climbing and, th- and th- climbing. Yeah, exactly. Not really thinking about anything serious. And I was just scared of the, the things that connect connected to being with a father, to being a father, you know, there's the, the pressure of providing the pre Yeah. That's the main one, isn't it? The pressure of providing. Mm. and it just scared me and it meant the uh the the fact that i couldn't do stuff that i wanted to do mm. and all these things going through my head like oh no no i can't do it and it wasn't until yeah we had this this um time when we were apart so town moved up to scotland mm-hmm. um and we were yeah for like three months we were we were kind of apart in that situation we got talking a lot deeper and i was praying as well um praying that you know that God would show me
0: who are if, you yeah Yeah, if it's what do I want God yeah, yeah if, if, <laughs> I, if I'm ready to, to be a father
1: and actually we've had experiences where we really feel like God has provided for us in our lives in times like we've been on minimum wage jobs and really scraping the bills and like in really hard situations and mm-hmm. God has just provided mm-hmm. so I think I got to the point where there was a peace over the decision, over the fact of being a father, that actually all of the provision and all of the, the weight and the pressure was not going to be on me. Mm-hmm. But actually, I trust that God could provide for us. Yeah. And that was a real turning point and meant that,
0: mm.
1: yeah, we were open to
0: discussion. Discussion. Yes.
1: But there'd been so much tears in that situation. So much tears. Like, Because I had
0: I had put my identity in becoming a mother, even though it wasn't happening, and I wasn't, you know, well, just not being pregnant or, yeah, just being in a place where I still have the implant on, and it really wasn't happening scientifically. It just wasn't possible. Yeah, I remember. But I had already put my identity in. I'm gonna be a mother one day, and And I still believe that. But it's more that. I really, really wanted it to happen. I just remember there was a particular week in, in Sheffield where we'd,
1: I'd come home, you know, or you'd come home from work and just look so down, so down. And I just couldn't understand it. I was like, what is wrong? Like, mm, come on. Like,
0: we're having the best we're having time, fun. What we? is wrong? <laughs> so and living with Peter Pan.
1: Within that week, it just led to these these chats being more and more open about what you wanted. Yeah. And I just got really scared. Yeah. And, and I remember closed. I remember one particular argument where it was just like yeah, voices got raised. Mm. Um I couldn't understand what you were saying and I just had to like I just had to leave the house and you know just left the flat, went for a run around the park.
0: <laughs> you like <trying> running. To... <laughs> <After>.
1: <laughs> I run away from problems. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but so it, the yeah. Theme. It wasn't until we really started talking about it that
0: yeah. Mm. Then it went to a bit more of a, okay, now we understand each other from completely one end of the spectrum to another, to actually meeting in the middle a little bit. Mm. I guess one of the other things for me, uh, you know, aside from that was when you were teaching me how to drive.
1: That was another thing that was, and I I
0: think, you know, you might not think this is a big peeve. But to me, this is a, a big peeve. And I think you'll understand why. I think um, because, right, I don't like to drive. <laughs> and um, no, in my family, in my culture, uh, I don't really see women driving much. Like in Philippines, you don't see women driving cars or jeepneys or whatever. You see them it's driving some calm, motorbikes or something. But, you know, you don't see them driving cars. And, yeah, it was just this almost pressure on me to then break that stigma and I wanted to drive I really did but I really disliked it it was just
1: well and also yeah last year also I
0: had a car uh, yeah car accident earlier on that was horrible Yeah, a serious car accident um and so made me fear you know having that pressure on me to be a driver and, was and having other to... people's lives on my hands. That was
1: months yeah. after starting to learn how to drive, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, you so had that crash.
0: It didn't help at all. And so Matthew had this thing of oh, just, what? well, you're very practical and I like that about you. But sometimes <laughs> you? The, there is that too practical, you know, you're too okay. practical to be understanding of my emotions. <laughs> and I'm yeah. telling you like, I'm scared and I'm petrified Every time I have my lessons, my well, knees would shake. My hands would get so sweaty. I literally had anxiety over knowing and my I'm lesson just was saying,
1: coming. And I'm here to say, come on, just do it better. Or like, yeah, you know, try like, this way, try this way, try this way, try this way.
0: Because I had realised, you know, lessons aren't cheap. No. And I knew so, that. And I hated the fact that I was spending more money because I just wasn't getting it.
1: But I think we can agree I'm not a great driving instructor
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so no. it probably didn't help that the first time I taught Tamar to drive which was like when we were 19 in a semi-illegal fashion in a kind of car park in the middle of a forest somewhere and um yeah I was teaching her to drive and she crashed into a ditch rest in peace Peggy our beautiful Peugeot. yes um, beautiful Peugeot. Yeah. so crashed into a ditch sad times but I was like no I'll try again I'll teacher. to teach her. but basically I'm just not very clear like I try and be clear in what I'm saying. No, I think you
0: are very good. It's I, just that I am your wife and it is a very different thing. It's a different <laughs> ballgame entirely to teach your wife as uh, opposed to was, a stranger.
1: <laughs> so one of the biggest, yeah, biggest arguments we had was just she was basically reversing into our drive, which to be fair is pretty technical, but she'd done it a few times before. and she, she had her like sister and then for some reason she didn't do it the same way she'd done it before. And it just, yeah, it took like maybe 15 minutes to get into the drive. <laughs> every kind of, you could feel every second the kind of tension in the car was building as I was like, try this, try I that. Was like, How about I've you try this? Just take this. your mirror. I'm just going to run. And then I'm away. like, you know, and then I offered, do you want me to reverse in? And she's like, no, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to reverse in. It's like, okay. So anyway, she got in eventually and the tension, yeah, the knife came in and someone cut the tension with a knife and just all these. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All these emotions poured out.
0: Poured out. But then we refused to leave the car until (laughs) it was... We
1: we sat in the car in silence. Yeah. (laughs) Within this tension for like 10 minutes. Until it was like... That was horrible. Okay, I'm ready now. (laughs) That was horrible. (laughs) I think we just... (laughs) Yeah. We both felt things were said that shouldn't have been said.
0: Yeah. And those are really big... Well, to me, the driving one is big. But the other ones are definitely like quite big peeves that are we're still like growing into trying to to solve and stuff
1: so we found so. just thinking we literally just talking about this two days ago about how have we actually like what are the things that we've done to solve those disagreements mm. and how come we're so we're still happy and we're like you know happy in love <laughs> even though we've had yeah. so many disagreements and big arguments and tears
0: yeah. and i mean we so. don't offer this as uh this is going to solve your problems. Yeah. But this is and what works for us. And it's not how and we live it's not how we live yeah. our life.
1: We don't go around remember the three C's, remember like, the yeah. three C's. But
0: Imagine. So. Check
1: these out. The three C's. Oh yeah. These, these things we think have helped us solve these disagreements. Mm-hmm. So the first C compromise. Second
0: Compromising with the olives, for example.
1: Yeah. So our compromise there was that I chopped up the olives and I was ready to put them in this beautiful salad. Mm-hmm. But actually, if I'd done that, then Tam would have eaten the salad and, and would have been...
0: Quite upset. Quite upset, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's a small thing, but quite upset. So the compromise was, we just put the olives in a separate bowl made a separate kind of he salad. You had the olive one. I had the beautifully infused flavour and the inferior salad without <laughs> in the olives. <laughs> um, and the second seat...
0: C... Is clarity. Clarity.
1: So for the example of the driving... I needed to
0: be really clear with him and what I really, I wanted to, I wanted him to say there were some things that he didn't mean to say in a bad way, but I was taking them bad way. So I needed to tell him clearly. Please, could you say it in this way, or please, could you consider this?
1: It's that saying. It's really hard. The tongue is like the sharpest knife. It's, It's like a weapon that goes straight to the heart. It is. If you're, I think if you speak with we found if we spoke with words out of kind of the passion and straight away just, just said what we thought, quite often didn't come out very clear. Yeah. And then it was misinterpreted and then it just gets bigger and bigger really, into this big really mess. Mm-hmm. Whereas actually just to take five seconds or two seconds to stop before you, before you speak and, and try and in your head just put it together a bit clearer yeah. into what you're trying to say. Yeah. I think we found has been really helpful. Yeah. So that clarity. And then finally the, the third C...
0: Favourite one.
1: Communication. communication. This is classic. It's not with instructor. <laughs> or
0: you take someone your, in the
1: kitchen. You, take, you can take your group. You're like, all right, guys, so um, what's teamwork about? And they're like, uh, teamwork's about teamwork and communication. That's yeah. always the second thing they say is communication. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: how's that?
0: So communication in terms of me wanting to have babies and him not being ready and us trying yeah. to figure out a way to keep that in our minds and,
1: yeah, keep it each kept, thoughts It was kept in each... our minds for a long time though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like, we didn't communicate it. We kept these ideas of what the relationship should look like in our heads to ourselves. So for me, wanting to go and play, go climb, and for Tam, wanting to have a baby, mm-hmm. we didn't actually talk about them until, like, maybe, maybe even three years down the line, which yeah. is crazy to think about it now. Yeah. But it was only once we started communicating it that the issues were arisen. Mm-hmm. And then actually finally things started to to kind of heal. Yeah. So communication. Or at least
0: we had a little yeah. bit more of an understanding. Yeah,
1: that's it. The understanding So was that when things greater. come up,
0: we knew how to look after each other in those times.
1: Man, we have a lot of disagreements, eh? Yeah, yeah. And I think we're g- there's going to be a lot more to come. <laughs> I'm, s- I'm so there's probably excited. A lot more. <laughs> there's probably a lot more disagreements to talk yeah. about and to cover in, in further oh, episodes. definitely, yeah. But hopefully that's been helpful. Talking about the lesser, the bigger peeves and just some ways how, we, kind of how we've how we solved them.
0: Mm-hmm. The three C's, comp- compromise, three C's. clarity and communication.
1: And just remember, your partner is not a mind reader.
0: He is not a mind reader. And that is the end is of us? this podcast. There we go. Indeed.
1: Do you want to end this thing? How do we Thank end this you
0: thing? so much for listening to another episode of the Bed Talks podcast. <laughs>
1: Your anus and your nose, so they swap places. Or would you rather have an extra nose and mouth right by your anus?
0: Okay, give me. So
1: you've either got this like quick, quick, quick. anus on your face, which is like poos right by where your mouth is. And then oh. you have to have a nose by your bum. So you're like smelling all your kind of down there. Yeah. It's not a nice smell. I think. Or you just have an extra nose and mouth. So you have to feed this like mouth right by your anus. Otherwise you'll starve. You Neither of it.
0: those are very um, desirable. <laughs>
1: They're not meant to be desirable situations. I
0: think I would prefer but what's the lesser evil? looking normal on the outside and having the extra nose and mouth near my bum. Because at least <laughs> I can cover that up.
1: Imagine Whereas the smell, I, constant smell. Yeah, but smell. if I had
0: an anus for a nose and then my poop comes out my nose... And it's then it just like, like,
1: like slips into your mouth. Yeah, oh. like,
0: you know when you nearly, nearly poo and you kind of just... Contorting your butt cheeks because <laughs> you're keeping it's it your in. Turtle heading. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to do that to my you, face. You'd be
1: walking around town and there'd be this little like turtle-heading thing coming yeah, out. Yeah,
0: at least if I can hide it, then that's great. There you go. <laughs> okay.